And hello and welcome to Agile World Hot Topics. You are right, Cal? <laughs> I am now, now that we have hidden my bloopers from the last four attempts to start this show. Yeah. <laughs> now that you said there's bloopers, I'm going to have to release the bloopers at some point. I love good bloopers. But today is our Hot Topic session and we've got my good friend, Darren. Hey, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, all right, thanks. Yes, uh... Very happy to be here, and I hope what I say resonates with some people. Oh, definitely will. Well, we're actually um, we're going to hand it over to you because you've got actually something special to share. So yeah. I'll let you get started. All right. Okay. So um, let me share my screen. Let me just make sure this comes through. Okay. You should be looking at a mirror board with that familiar first page of the Agile Manifesto. Can you see that? Do you think they yeah. were all pixelated at the time, or is it something they did after <laughs> they wrote the manifesto? I think it's artful. <laughs> but, but I tell you what, though, when you try to print this out, it does take time. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I've never understood? And I know this might be slight off topic, but with all the technology we have and the graphics the media they still have just kept it looking really I might shoot myself in the foot here shoddy but uh, I understand that it works it's, it's what simple it is in the it's I, simple I, I'm trying to think who, if it was was it um the master of wikis no there was there was a website I think it that had uh, either Steve Jobs or uh, the Microsoft guys um, single web page and it was a picture um, and he did that because he just didn't want to interact with people online um, so I, if it works it works I mean it's, it's you know and this was this wasn't the main purpose this was the afterthought wasn't it that actually created the the galvanization, which is really quite interesting. Anyway, anyway back to Darren. Sorry, Darren. <laughs> but it, I, I, I find this fascinating. I, I, I didn't, I didn't even know that this thing existed until 2010. That's when the, the, the word agile first entered my vocabulary, and um, I was all, I was asking all those basic questions. Well, is Scrum agile? Is agile Scrum? But um, I, I really went into a deep dive, and I learned just how big this thing is, incredibly broad, incredibly deep. And I was always fascinated by <clears throat> this, the opening word, we. And uh, everybody gloss, but the, the, we don't gloss over, but, but we talk about you know, individuals and interactions, but what does that actually mean at, at, a, at a big and a, and a micro level? Um, so I, I started to dig around. I I came up with a one-liner a while ago, which is, um, uh, it seems to be that um, we are try uh, that what we seek to accomplish is bending the work and the organization onto the human being, because trying to bend the human being onto the work and the organization uh, wasn't working out quite so well. We can't change DNA. Um, so it's about working with human nature, not against it. And of course, when we when we go through these um, agile coaching conversations, and we learn more about what is agile, what is coaching, 
what is it we're actually doing? Leadership development, people development. Uh, we, we talk about journeys that people go through. That just absolutely fascinated me. And the more I delved into it, the more I um, well, the more I realized I didn't know. The more I got to know, the more I realized I didn't know. Just like what Socrates would say two and a half thousand years ago. Um, I would ask big questions like this: Who are we? Where are we? When are we? Why are we? How are we? You know, there's just big nebulous questions to try to land it. I, I started to get some uh, interesting. <clears throat> oh, I just realised I, I need to. I'm going to stop screen sharing and share again because I need the I need the sound to come out. So just bear with me a second. I will stop. That's and then I'm going to restart. No, so one thing I just noticed, every question you ask is we. And it all starts with W as well. But every single question you were asking in those little bubbles had we in it. Yeah, Not and it's I, also the I as well. Yeah, but we. I like that. Sorry, that's just something I just picked up on. So I was, I was doing lift music, but... I was being helpful. But yeah, I, just, just to pick up on that. So, who am I? You know, where am I? You know, this this can get singular. This can get plural. What is out there? What does out there mean? You know, and I started to hunt for those boundaries. Um, I, I do like this, which I started to learn about. Um, Alan Watts, uh, he's a modern day philosopher. He died sadly in 1973, but he's, um, his voice lives on in, on popular platforms like YouTube. Um, and he would talk of um, a whirlpool. He would say humans are pattern recognizing creatures. And he would talk of a, um, a whirlpool. And he said, you can, you can talk about the whirlpool that was at at the base of this mountain as in your childhood 20 years ago. And you can go and revisit it and point to the same whirlpool, but of course it's not the same whirlpool. Um, there's that old saying that uh, a man can walk through, cannot walk through the same river twice for it's not the same river. And then you can extend it and say, and it's not the same man. Oh, I like this, I like this. But it got me, it got me hunting for, um, so how is it that we can say, that's a whirlpool or that's the whirlpool, even though it's never the same whirlpool from moment to moment. And I think it was Alan who says it's because we recognize patterns. And this made sense mm -hmm. to me because um, if, if we were all to hold up our, well, we can all look at each other and say, we're all humans, we've all got hands. But if you zoom in on the hand, you've got unique fingerprints, zoom in further. You've got unique DNA, just keep zooming in. And I started to think about this, well, but somehow we, we get to a level of abstraction where it's a hand <laughs> and it's a pattern, it's a pattern. So that was the first thing that's- um, So you're kind of hitting off um, cognition? Yeah, perception. So this, this is where um, this chap, so <clears throat> uh, a friend of mine, because I, I wanted to really deep dive in, in, into what is going on. So I attended a couple of uh, conferences and I was at a, um, a Craig Larman conference and I said something uh, in response to a question and I had a tap on the shoulder saying what was that you just said and it was about the burning platform you know, they haven't yet found their burning platform and um, and we went we went to have a, a beer afterwards turns out she's a neurologist 
who's a brain learning expert. I thought, oh, right, I am all over you like a rash. So we spent some time at Imperial College and just learning about how the brain learns. And she even invited me to this um, uh, seminar from a professor of, uh, I think it was neuroscience at the time. And he put, he put this 1943 quote on screen from, um, what's his name? Schrodinger, Erwin uh, Schrodinger. Yeah. Um, yeah. How can the events of space and time, which take place within the spatial boundary of a living organism, be accounted for by physics and chemistry? That, that was the opening slide. So, okay, go on, you've got me. And the room was filled with these neurologists and uh, data scientists and the machine learning experts. And it just went through the mathematics of what's going on. It's called the Markov blanket. That, that was fascinating mm -hmm. me. I thought, yeah, there's, it, we're just a learning system, a massive learning system. So we've got pattern recognizing creatures. We're a massive learning system. And then she put me in touch with this gentleman, Professor Anil Seth, that she... Um, says he's a true scientist, he's cutting edge, he's building a body of knowledge on the theory of consciousness. I thought, well, I'd like all this because 100 years ago, um, we, were map we were trying to integrate physics and philosophy. And there's actually a book that is called Physics and Philosophy, written by a scientist. I don't, re I don't recall his name. Um, but humanity is onto this. Anyway, I watched... I, I, handful of his videos this is an ex i just want to play this portion of the video just see what happens i'll fall silent but just and then i'll stop it when i when I'll, I'll come back again which shows just how quickly the brain can use new predictions to change what we consciously experience have a listen to this sounded strange right have a listen again and see if you can get anything Still strange. Now listen to this. I think Brexit is a really terrible idea. <laughs> Which I do. Um, so you heard some words there, right? Now listen to the first sound again. I'm just going to replay it. I think Brexit is a really terrible idea. Yeah? So you can now hear words there. Once more for luck. Okay, so what's going on here? So I, I just found that absolutely fascinating how the brain can pick up these little bits and colour in between the dots. <clears throat> and of course, what do we see when we encounter other people? We, we start to realise that um, maybe what I'm seeing is not the same as what somebody else has seen. Uh, there's another couple of uh, popular YouTubers. Um, one is called Vsauce. And he put, a, he put a YouTube video up. Uh, it says, when we look at a red strawberry, are we seeing the same red? And, and oh, it, it even has terms in Philly. We don't know. Um, Anil goes on. It's either in this video or in another video. He says, there's no lights on in the brain, in the skull. What we're perceiving is the input from electrical impulses. Um, apparently, colour does not exist. In, in the outside world, on the outside of our sense-making apparatus, but we perceive color. And he says the brain, what we're experiencing is a controlled hallucination. We all are. So, it's so then I, I, st I started to think about these 7.9 billion 
little dots on this speck of dust called planet Earth, all experiencing controlled hallucinations. And of course, the universe is much bigger than these little, little dots called humanity. And, it's as a, and, and when those hallucinations agree, that's what we call reality. So we can all point to this and say, that's a pencil. So that's where the hallucinations are agreeing, but they don't always agree. And, and that's where, I think that's incredibly important when we look, when we work with other people. So bringing this back into the, the agile world, I think that's incredibly important about the individuality of the individuals. We cannot see through their eyes. We, we don't know what they've seen, what they've gone through. Every single human being from birth to present moment has got a very unique timeline with various interactions. Sometimes the timelines cross. Sometimes I will meet you, but then we'll go our separate ways. I'll do some things and then we'll meet again, a lot like we are today. So this, these individuals and these interactions between these individuals, I, I think is fascinating. And when, when you study the, the whole enterprise coaching stuff, you learn of, um, it starts to explore this called gestalt psychology. Um, essentially, the universe, according to you, is actually rendered entirely within you. You can think about the moon in the sky. That's completely within you. We can look at the same moon, but that's completely within you. So we're all carrying universes around, 7.9 billion universes around with us. And of course, when we meet, those, those universes merge and we get differences of opinion. It can rise to tensions if you don't understand that actually different people are very different. So how do we interact? And that brought me on to this. Well, some examples, because you have these things that you see online as an example where everything's written backwards or the wording is discombobulated, but because you know how that word actually looks, well, that's you can actually read principle. It. Yeah. And then the other one is I got a good example of me and Carl. We always go, we always, I don't want to use the word argue about colours, like our next series colour, the colour I feel it is, is very different to the colour Carl feels it, in, feels it is. So well, that's because we don't see the same colour uh, and, um, and we never will. You know, the, my, my retina design and, and construct is different from yours. Um, I do understand that. now I don't like your colours compared to my <laughs> colours. I think my colours are way better than your colours, but just, just confirming that. Sorry, okay. Darren, I jumped in there. <laughs> my colours are better. So, um, so I, think, I think the interesting with Gestalt, he, he, he didn't just sort of define a notion of separate universes. He also said that there, there are a bunch of commonalities that uh, drive us towards a, a common set of agreed uh, meanings and 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 uh, interaction points that that positively say something is a certain direction, and which I think is really interesting as well. Is, is that just as we are diversely different by, by every unique person, by every experience they have, by this is you know when you said about uh, agile this is why i absolutely ask that every project i work on creates a glossary index or a treasury index of meaning before we start because if we don't have that before we start halfway through people will be fighting over what a sprint is because their experience of a sprint is six weeks long someone else is two weeks long or it might be three months long if it's a mainframe sprint so we just need to have that we need to have commonly agreed sets so you showed a pen or a pencil 
So we, we agree that that's a pencil because it had a rubber on one end, so it had other indicators. But it looks kind of green-blue to me, but it may have looked green to you and it may have looked different to someone else. So we, we, we agree on the pattern, but we don't agree on the detail. That's really interesting. Sorry. I, I, this, now you see why I like this so much. The other thing as well, um, to, just, um, just to touch on this, 19, uh, sorry, 2006, there's a book which um, is called uh, Leadership and the New Science. And it actually is referenced by Lisa Adkins' Coaching Agile Teams book, which came four years later in 2010. So I read this, and again, it was talking about that merging of philosophy and physics and the unknowns and fields. It talks about organizational fields, which you and I might say vibes. They're giving off a good vibe, they're giving off a bad vibe, or good energy or negative energy. We can't quite describe why this is happening or what it is, but it's there. Culture, we might call it culture, we might call it mindsets. Um, and this, this is what I, uh, I, I, I can't remember whether I, I came up with this line or whether it was something which I read somewhere, I really can't remember. But work, it might have been from that 2006 book, but work is done through a web of healthy relationships, um, not just meticulous planning. And I, I found this image online and, and I just thought, well, that's like, um, we've, we've got a neural net in our heads. And when you have two neural nets talking to each other, you've got a super system of neural nets. So with, with nodes of the individuals and communication pathways between them. I thought, and, and this is no, and this 2006 book actually had in print, which, which I started to come to the conclusion of myself, which is, it's no accident that the word organization and organism has the same root. A human system is a complex, adaptive learning organism that flexes and morphs. And so I, I, I would add to your nodes polarity. Yeah. Because you can, you can be connected to someone um, and have a communication pathway, but that may be a negative pathway. And from another person, maybe a positive pathway. Now, the negative yeah. pathway doesn't mean to say that you don't absorb the knowledge. It just means that you absorb it in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. So I think polarity might be a, a nice add to your model. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, 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 when, and when you, um, we talk about the Maslow need of psychological safety. If, if we have these healthy relationships, we can have conversations like that. I saw, um, there's, there's a YouTuber which has caught my eye. Uh, he's a doctor, um, Dr. Derek Muller. And he goes by the YouTube channel Veritasium. And it's amazing just to see how he will openly have these types of conversations that you and I might be, oh, don't, don't, go, don't go and talk to this person because they're off the wall. You know? but, but when you get to this level of understanding, you can have these rich conversations like this. He would talk to um, another popular YouTuber. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember his name. Um, oh, I can't remember. It's the guy that did the backwards bicycle, where where uh, Destin that that was the, that's the name of the person um, said, "Can I train my brain to ride the backwards bicycle where you turn the handlebars one way and the wheel goes the other way?" And he observed that his his child was able to pick it up in 
a very short amount of time. It took Destin eight months, I think he said, and he, he references neuroplasticity, how we learn. But, so we're all learning, and he was able to teach his brain how to overcome the, the, its um, uh, autonomous uh, system, which we use when we're balancing on bicycles. And then when he, went, when he tried to go back to a normal bicycle, he actually struggled. It took him about 45 minutes and then just clicked. And I found that video absolutely fascinating as well. Challenge your cognitive bias, which of course, what do we come across? But if, if, we can, if we can just talk to each other, be nice to each other, um, Socrates talks about this with Socratic questioning. My question is not to fight with you. My question is to clarify and elicit information. Genuinely curious humble inquiry and that I think helps this happen inside organizations so, so that's quite a fundamental change though I mean that that um, not seeking dominance in a conversation is, is a fundamental change is is that is that one of your core hot topics within mindsets that actually there's a different way of engaging yeah, um, in, in the professional coaching, the professional agile coaching um, boot camps, which references professional coaching, it does talk about showing up as an equal. So it, it's not about dominance. It's not about subordination. Show up as an equal. They, yeah. they, they even used a one-liner, be the person you want the world to be. You can't get much more equal than that. Yes. Yeah. Show up as an equal. We are equal people. One hundred percent. I fully believe that anywhere in the world it should be. It makes no difference what your level is or how much money you actually have, or even your age. Treat people the way you want to be treated yourself. But also, how... but also, you you just don't know where the next amazing idea is going to come from, and if it comes yeah. from the back streets of Calcutta from a child that just had a brilliant idea or if it comes from uh, Harvard graduates and you're not a graduate, why would you disallow that wonderful idea just because of circumstance? I mean, that's insane. Yet there yeah. are people who, I've seen it on LinkedIn, they, they're anti-people with qualifications. I'm not anti-qualification, I'm not pro-qualification, I'm interested in people. And what is it that you bring? What, what you know, those things tell me what happened before what's happening now 100 percent. so is this something you feel that within the agile world we still need to improve on we still need to think about this so from personal observations and from conversations i have with fellow professionals we do see people with these undesirable behaviors. There's something out there called um, spiral dynamics where uh, I think it's Dr. Don Beck, which builds on a body of research from somebody else whose name I can't remember. Um, but they say about the, the journey that a human being will make from birth to present moment is roughly the same journey that humanity has gone through, which, which makes sense because if you've got this little thing, this little learning system, bringing in all the data from the senses, it's probably going to be learning the same thing that the parents have gone through and, and their parents and their parents before that and so on, so on, so on. And it, that, that fascinates me. Um, there are people that are on their life journey that still exhibit certain 
undesirable behaviors. Uh, they, they seek to dominate rather than seek the truth and respect and equality um, and respect the individuality of the individuals and healthy interactions between those individuals. They haven't got there yet. We're not born with this knowledge. We're not born with this insight. What we are born with is a sense of um, safety and that manifests itself in, in our emotions. So you can ask questions like, how do you feel today? Oh, I feel happy. You can see people happy. Um, but you can also see people quite reserved. Yeah, okay, something's going on. They may not know how to articulate it or want to articulate it, but you know, just look after this person. Don't frown upon them. Just treat them as an equal because they are an equal member of the human species um, and have just as much right to be on this planet as I do. So with that view, I think we can, if we can somehow just get along better with each other, the world would be a much better place. And I think it's a really handy trait to have to kind of understand people's behaviours um, and being able to understand if someone's behaving in a certain way, it's possibly because of this. And especially when it comes to coaching and training, as an example, understanding how people take information in understanding if they're behaving in a certain way are they actually taking the information are they finding it boring it helps you to be able to interact with those people better and especially when it comes to jobs like we do that's one main thing we need to do is be able to have that interaction i'm not yeah, sure that yeah. i could ever actually get inside someone's head and i'm not sure i want to be in there to be quite honest with you um no but you i think what i'd like to behaviors. what i'd like is some indicators of of where we are in the conversation, you know, uh, did did they hear? Well, what did they hear when I spoke? I think it's probably the better terms of reference rather than what did they hear what I wanted them to hear. Uh, what what did the, so so one of the classic learning techniques is um, you you talk to someone and then you ask them to uh, speak it back to you in their own words um, for you to understand whether or not they can. Uh, whether or not they've understood what you've said. And then you ask them to extrapolate it, to put it into a different circumstance to understand if they, they, if they have worked out the mechanism in whatever it is you've just said. Um, and I think that's kind of missing from the corporate world. You know, there's, there's this assumption that we all know how it works. Well, actually, we don't. Um, there's so many different fads of organisational construct and business ways of working that actually who knows what people think is best or a good way to work <laughs> and that's the nature of um so who knows what's best um Kinefin talks about this in a complex certainly a complex adaptive system which is what the world is what we are individually um, we, the solution isn't known. I mean, the, the species, we as, we've been around for 100 to 250,000 years and we're still blowing each other up and killing each other. It's, it's, it's quite shocking how we treat one another and other life forms and, and the planet in general. Um, so I, I've always said over a beer, we're still stuck in the dark ages, but we are getting better. We are learning. Uh, and it does take time. Paradigm shifts do take time. That's what my uh, neurologist uh, friend would say. 
para, so, so she understands how the brain learns and she's told me how the brain learns. And I says, why don't we see these techniques being used in our primary schools? And she would say, because it takes generations to uh, establish a paradigm shift, which makes sense because we, we return to what is comfortable and what, what is known to us. And we, we sometimes don't know the unknown. We, we, look, we look out into the fog of understanding. We think, I don't get this, but I do get this. So I'm going to stick with this for now because over there might be dragons and I might show myself up to be foolish. And that's the other thing as well, which would probably help. The ability to say, I don't know. Don't try and make it up. Just say, I don't know. <laughs> so you're, you're still indicating that all of this is benign and that there is no agenda and that no one has uh, gains value from this um, disparate humanity and us all not being aligned and being aware. Whereas I look at the world and think that actually there's a huge amount of financial value in keeping us all unaware of uh, how things work and being unaware of um, a wider picture uh, to only focus on our own needs um i mean not conspiracy theorists because this is not a conspiracy theory this is how it actually works <laughs> um so you know we we as cultures have realized that we've had to take uh some positive steps uh, and and change things why not change this also it does take time though. It does. It does take time. I, I think there will always be. Um, I, I like some of the Dan, well, I like all the Dan Brown books. One of the Dan Brown books talks about uh, the, the topics Freemasonry and, to, and the whole theme is about the, this, this Masonic stuff. But what was in the book was, was an interesting line. It says, uh, The secret is known how to die. And I thought, yeah, because you live on after your life by the memories you leave behind in those that still live afterwards. Do you want to be remembered as a good person or as a bad person? It is a sad fact of life at the moment that people do pass on um, and they're remembered for bad stuff. Um, so, and some of these people are remarkably financially successful, but were they humanely successful? No. And then you got poor people that may be the poorest person in the graveyard, but they are amazing people. I mean, we listen and we learn and they might've written things or we talk about them for generations. These, these people that lived hundreds, thousands, 7,000 years ago. So it, it is, but it's slow progress. Evolution is slow. It is slow. And there's always going to, for the foreseeable future, certainly within our lifetimes, we're still going to encounter these undesirable behaviors that we just have to be patient with and, see if we can get them to see things in a different way. Is our way right? So that has made a massive assumption. Is being nice to each other actually the right thing? I think it is. It feels like it's the right thing to do because of that, the golden rule, um, uh, do unto others as you, as you would have them do unto you. If that's across all the belief systems, um, it's... Uh, there's a common I theme. Think, I, I, think it's, I think it's the wrong thing to be. It's called the golden rule. Um, be the person you want the world to be. I, I, 
I can't seem to find fault with that. So if you were, uh, actually, I'm going to ask you the question, how do you think we can actually improve, especially when it comes to individuals and interactions? Because it is definitely that there's improvements that are needed. So as a question, how do you think we should improve or how can we improve? Well, I can only answer from my own me, which is my own level of understanding, which, uh, and I'm not arrogant enough to think I know more than the next person. I, I know different things, but I think we can all learn from each other. Maybe that's the clue to the answer. Um, an individual is an individual, but two people, there's, there's that saying that um, the, 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 the two people together, the and between one and two, so between this person and that person, that makes that collective uh, more powerful, better, whatever better means than the sum of the individual parts. And we see this coming through teams where, where if we can get a team playing nicely together and aligned with purpose and healthy relationships and making, just helping each other out. As it says in the opening sentence, we are, we are helping others do it. That's the opening sentence of the Agile Manifesto. If we could just help each other out and support each other, um, which is the fifth principle, um, and realize that different people are different. We are equal, but we're not the same. We are different, but we're equal. I think, I think that's a starting point. The other thing as well, which I've been playing with in my head is, so I've, I've arrived at this kind of, okay, let's, let's play nicely together. It's, life is a delicate balance of give and take, ebb and flow. Sometimes I will give more, sometimes I need more. That's just a natural ebb and flow of, of, of the human experience. Um, I think, it, and I'm just, I'm just enjoying the, smelling the roses and enjoying the flowers. So I'm, I'm, I'm I just am, I, I, I be a human being. Okay, so I've just arrived at this place in my journey of just being, beingness. What was the next step? A human becoming, and I don't know what that looks like yet. <laughs> so You're still I don't trying know. to become a human. <laughs> really intriguing that is really intriguing i used to call my blog trainee human because <laughs> you're training to be a human yeah all, all my life i'll be training to be a human yeah i agree do you know this has really been really really interesting thank you very much for this have you got any more that you want to go through no that's it, it it's it's a very big topic and i'm still learning <laughs> So the more I know, the more I realise I don't know. And now I've come to the conclusion I know nothing. <laughs> so what do you want to do with this? So it's, it's a hot topic. It's do you want to engage with the community? Do you want to have a wider discussion? I think... Um, so, so, so I like... Uh, I, I, had a, I had a talk with Simon Powers, the founder of Adventures with Agile. And in 2014, he just said, I, 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 need to, I need to share. And if you, look at, if you look back across the thousands of years of all the su successful rituals that have been set up, it is about sharing with each other. I think, I think meeting other people and sharing this insight and having these rich discussions about what is this all about? Uh, how do we work together? How, what problems are we facing? 
how might we address those problems? Just to share, because one individual cannot possibly have all the answers, but a collective of individuals, collective intelligence, I, th I think that's incredibly, and a respectful collective intelligence is incredibly safe, enriching, and good for humanity. Okay. Well, I think this would be a really, really good topic to open people's minds. So, absolutely perfect. Carl, have you got anything else you want you'd like to add? Well, just just going to say, I think we have a safe space already with the the meetup group. So maybe we we put on a meetup to to discuss this because I think, you know. Every company under the sun wants Agile now, and, and they all want to have mindset that goes with Agile. But actually, if the mindset that goes with Agile is not of Agile, but of us, then I think that there's, there's, um, there's an extra dimension there. And I think that we need, to, need more minds on this to see how that dimension might work. 100%. Also, we do actually have a friend in the business who does the neurological surveys. I think so. Ah, I think it might be good, good if we can invite him, because I think he'll be able to add something to this as well. Well, thank you very much, Darren. It's always been amazing speaking to you. And um, we'll see you at the next meetup group for the extension of this hot topic. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks.